here it is. Here we are, modern talkers. We in here. So, I have to poop. But I'm doing this instead, because I'm dedicated to you, okay? (laughs) Sometimes I get, like, real strict about that stuff. I just get real... I don't know if strict's the word, but I get... I'm telling you how it is, okay? Cool. But it's all love, and sometimes it's funnier to take stuff really seriously, so... Just trying to be funny, but also interesting. It's a fine line, finding a new one every day. So... Hopefully this will be quicker, unless you don't want it to be, then I'm sorry. But picking up a few days ago, we do this home group thing. They just have people from the church, and they meet at someone's home, and someone makes food and stuff like that. Pete and I went there, and it could be fun sometimes, and sometimes interesting, sometimes boring, you know. That's how the conversations go, especially with probably like 10 people there or something so sometimes there's laws because people don't know what to say or like don't feel if it's worth saying all that stuff i don't have like super traditional beliefs about everything so i usually don't speak out unless i i'm like asked directly so they're going around the room asking people what they thought and stuff and one of the questions was how are you different from any joe on the street or whatever they also said, what's your motivation? Why do you do things that you do? Blah, blah, blah. So they <laughs> kind of gave me like four questions in that area. And I was like, I'm not sure. And while they were talking, they asked other people this. And I was, in my head, I was like, oh, I'll say this and then segue into that. And then ding, bing, bing, bing. So I was like, if I'm called upon, I'll have something to say. But I'm not like, I'm just not one of those people that, feel like my opinion is more important or better than anyone else's 90% of the time or something. I have this podcast. If you want to know what I think, come here. But it's it's cool if you don't want to. And a lot of people don't. So it's cool. So they finally got to me. And it seemed like everyone agreed. Everyone was saying, yeah, well, the difference for me is I got the love of God in me. Christ got my back, all that stuff. And when it got to me... It was hard because they asked four questions at once because he was trying to be like, take any part of that, any of those questions that you want and talk about it. So it took me a second to get going. And then their daughter just came in, like as soon as they asked me that. So like, oh, hey, Karen or whatever her name is. And shouldn't have gave her that name because that has a connotation. But hey, Dylan, not a girl's name. Hey, Daphne. Okay, Daphne it is. Hey, Daphne, how's work? And then the dogs are barking, and then now my train of thought, it's completely gone. And she's, like, still walking in, getting settled, and saying hi to everyone, kissing babies, blowing kisses. And I'm still, like, technically on the spot, but it's paused. Everyone just quieted down, slowly looked at me like, we left on you, right? Start talking. Okay, and then I started slow the last time, so I had to start from a new, fresh... <laughs> thing and I was like okay um I'm trying to think about what I want to say even though I just thought of it when you're on the spot you it's harder to recall in my experience and so I was just honest I just completely lost any train (laughs) any trains of thought that I had or just derailed but they're just all quiet and let me think and then I was like I don't think I'm different from anybody I think we're all 
the same. We have different circumstances and experiences, and that's what makes us who we are. And I didn't go deeper into that, but I wish I did now that now I think about it even more. I think we're all children of God. And in essence, I think I've talked about this before. I'm guessing I have, but the Richard Rohr, who's a Franciscan friar, talks about how there's a false self and true self. And the false self is, I'm from Pittsburgh. I love hot dogs. I like the Steelers. Just stuff that is what I like and my preferences. But deep down, another thing is I identify as a tall, long-haired male because the world standards, that's what I'm viewed as. But really, that's just like what you look like and that's not who you are. And who you are, I was talking about this with the Kobe thing, actually. So who Kobe is, isn't a tall black male who's good at sports. He's his true self. He's a guy who loves to win. That sounds kind of like He's a guy that loves to be the best at something. I don't know him that well, so it's really hard for me. But from what people said after he died, he was a great family man. He definitely had some trip-ups in the past, but was a great father and role model to younger basketball players and all kinds of stuff. So when all the other stuff washes away, the essence of them, if you will, this is boring, but so that's what I was trying to get at is we're all, we all have true selves and we're all not that different and we're all connected, I think. Then I went on to say, they talked about a passage in scripture. I can't remember where it was from. You know, I want to say James or something. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But it, the last line that they brought up in the verse from the Bible is the kingdom of God is here now. And that line really resonates with me. Because in my experience, I've talked about this before, but I got too caught up in nothing matters here. It's all about when I die and go to heaven. It's all about when other people die and go to heaven. So nothing matters now. I'm just trying to like save souls and I'm trying to get to heaven too. And I stay focused on that, which that alone isn't a bad thing necessarily, but it can get all consuming and then you wash away the present and the author of power of now talks about that scripture even jesus said don't forget the present the the kingdom of god is here now and so i translated that into my life and i'm very much still working on it it's really influential on me it's not something i'm good at but my real work that i like to do and think is important is staying in the present knowing that every moment with someone is a fresh new moment and you'll never have that moment with that person ever again even with Pete that I see every day here every moment is a new moment and it's easier in some ways we're in a new location together every day so that is fresh but also it's fresh that We have these new experiences that we just experienced, and that's influencing the present now. But that's all that matters is the now. Thinking about that with someone, I think, can bring you into the present, knowing that they're going to die one day, and you're going to die one day. But right now, you're together, two spirits, or whatever you want to call I don't even like your two consciousnesses. (laughs) That doesn't sound right. But your two 
your two consciousnesses. Gosh, dang it. I wish there was a better way to say that. Both of you have a conscious and you're like merging together. Your energies are merging together. And you have to appreciate that they're also going through something too. You don't know exactly what happened that day. And that's something that no matter who you are, you have to keep reminding yourself of that every day. You don't know what other people are going through. Hate is just a lack of creativity. I learned that and that's really helpful to me. So what I have been doing lately is I make up a story of someone I'm disliking in the moment. I could feel compassion for them and empathy for them. And I can accept them for who they are because I don't know. I, I'll never know who, why someone cut me off in traffic. I feel like that even rarely happens to me. I don't know if it's just how I drive or whatever, but just s- stuff that you'll never know the answers to. So why get mad at someone? Make up an excuse. They literally have a baby in... Sorry, that was crazy. I just, if it sounds different, it's because I heard something crawling in that little dark room that I always stand in to do the podcast. And I heard something crawling around. So I turned on the light and right in front of me, I could have touched it if I just reached out my hand, was a, they're like called water bugs here, I think, but they look like big cockroaches. And because this is like a sunroom, it's easier for them to get in. And dog, they are not pretty. So this is a good practice. It's not a human being, but that doesn't matter. I don't think, I don't know. That thing, the cockroach thing, is just trying to survive. And this is a good place to survive at. And I don't think they bite or anything. They're just like scary looking, but that's from human standards. That could be the hottest water bug that I've ever, that any other water bug has ever seen. And then that's how they make more water buggies. What I was saying (laughs) is that if you're in a situation where someone you feel has wronged you, just make up a story and believe whatever you say to yourself that gets you to that peace and empathy and acceptance. (laughs) I'm just, I'm still shook from everything. I'm sorry. So to get you to that peace place because because you're just gonna carry that around at least the rest of the day. I don't wanna be a person that's thinking about how much I hate someone who is trying to live their life. An example that I was getting at before was they could be literally having a baby in their car as the guy's driving and they're trying to get to the hospital or like they're late to a date or something or they just got in an accident, so they're driving erratically because they don't know how to act anymore, because they have PTSD, just anything that can make you get to that place where you aren't mad anymore. And that's just something I've been trying to practice lately. Hopefully that will work for you too. And something that really bothered me today, the pastor here goes to a small business group. I think I talked, yeah, I talked about it on the very first one of these is what I did the first full day I was here. I went to the small group entrepreneur meeting and someone speaks every week. And this lady is part of a uh, health insurance group called Acceptance Health Whatever Something. Part of it was she gave out this little sheet and it said, 
I accept myself for who I am. I accept others for who they are. That's the only two examples that he gave us. He's like, yeah, and then they wanted us to sign it as an oath to yourself. And then she would take a picture of everyone having it signed with the paper in it. I was like, oh, that's so cute. Like, I love that. And then he was like, I didn't even sign it. I'm not with that PC crap. That's literally what he said, politically correct crap. And that's not even politically correct crap. I was like so <laughs> disappointed in him, to be honest. And then I was upset. I didn't say anything, obviously. And then later I thought about it and I was like, Tommy, you idiot, you're not accepting him. It was a good wake up call. It's not something I'm proud of. It, I don't know. I just, I can't stop thinking about that whole situation. So I thought it might be interesting how the, how the irony works in real life, a uh, real life example of that that happened to me. So I don't know what the resolution of that story is. Maybe that's just something people need to wrestle with because that's something so deeply part of me is working on acceptance of everything. I don't even know why he thinks that's like a liberal thing to accept people. Oh, and then he said, I'm not gonna accept people who are like transgender or something. Like, I'll, I'll love them because that's what the Bible says, but I'm not gonna accept them. I just don't get that. I mean, I get it on some level, but for a second I was almost like, I'm the opposite. Like, I accept everyone. It doesn't mean I love them, but I think I do want to love them and accept them. It doesn't mean I also want to be whatever they are that I don't also partake in. I don't know if everyone's thinking transgender stuff because that's what I said, but just in any sense. Whew. I know he'll never listen to this, so it's all good, but even if he did, I feel like he would understand in some ways. And by the time this comes out, I probably won't even be here anymore. But I don't know what else to say about that. Okay, that's all I could really think for updates, interesting ones. I got an open mic tomorrow, and even doing this podcast right now is a stretch for me because I should be preparing for that tomorrow because I have a few things written down, but it's not like a cohesive set yet, and that'll be like all day tomorrow pretty much, procrastinating and then doing it literally up to the last hour. I'm rehearsing it and trying to tweak it, make it better, and make it easier to remember and memorize it, so... Oh, and dude, the one of the main producers, if not the main producer right now, for Cashing In With TJ Miller, commented on my Instagram and listened to SSS4, how he loved, or I don't think he said he loved, but he listened to the podcast, which is huge. It was only like 15 minutes, but that's so cool. Like a podcast producer who is doing one of my favorites, if not my favorite podcast. And listen, and then he gave this whole long thing about stand up, don't worry about this, do this more, blah, blah, blah. Because he's also doing open mics, but he's in LA, so it's a little bit, I mean, a lot of it different. And then he recommended this book, Mastering Stand Up, by like Rumsfeld or something. <laughs> I don't think that's right, but so I'm gonna have to read that now. And he's just so cool. He was talking to me, and, and we've talked before, and he, that's why he follows me, but still, it's not lost on me at all how cool it is, how a podcast real deal producer from my favorite podcast is talking to me and also dude i took a second i became present driving here 
and I was like, dude, I live in Myrtle Beach, and I, I had this epiphany a few days ago, and I talked about it on the podcast, but that, I need to keep having that epiphany, and I should have that everywhere I am, no matter if it's at the beach or not, because you're just trying to embody your body and be in the present, and it was just a really cool moment, because my parents told me how, like, they saw one of my teachers at Target, and... They told her what I'm doing, and she was really proud of me. And, and I was like, hmm, that's, like, it's nice, but it's weird. I don't know. I don't, I don't think of myself as being worthy of being proud of just for going to Myrtle Beach. And thinking back, I was here probably in high school at this point, and we were in Myrtle's Inlet, which is pretty close to Myrtle Beach. And uh, there's this little, like, boardwalk thing, and they had water skis. There was a girl there and she was white but she was like the tannest white anyone could be you could tell she was just as dark as she could possibly be i don't know why why that's important but uh, i just remember that being so vivid in my head and then my parents were talking to her and she's like yeah i just i live somewhere else and i moved here for the summer just to be by the beach and hang out outside all the time I was like, dude, that is the coolest thing to do. It's the summer, so I'm gonna go to a summery place, get some job, and then just like chill, do whatever I want. And that was just so cool to me. And then now that's what I'm doing. I don't think of myself as a hero, but I'm a hero to little Tommy, dude. It doesn't get cooler than that, man. And he's doing stand-up. Whew, what's going on? I am my hero. My hero is me tomorrow and the next day. And yesterday's Tommy is nothing. And now I'm looking towards tomorrow's Tommy and he's the man. And right now I'm still a hero, but I'm gonna be even bigger of a hero tomorrow. And that's how I'm gonna live. Mic drop, I hope this made you think.